0: be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.
1: From KQED. It's Bay Curious, and I'm Olivia Allen Price. This week, I'm with reporter Julia Scott, and we're having a locally known favorite for
2: lunch. Sourdough bread. You know, if bagels are a New York thing, San Francisco definitely has sourdough.
1: And of course, we're at one of the meccas of sourdough in the city, Bodine Bakery in Fisherman's Wharf. Probably no one has convinced more people that our sourdough is unique than Bodine. And i got to say, I do love the way that they make their bread. It's really tangy. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I've always heard there's something in the water or the air here that makes our sourdough special.
1: Well, one of our listeners, Peter Cavanaro, who happens to actually work at KQED, he's been hearing that for years, too. Here's Peter.
2: Well, it seems unquestioned that San Francisco sourdough is the best, and uh, I believe that to be true. But I realized that I didn't understand why that was true.
1: And that got him
0: wondering. Why is it that San Francisco sourdough is considered so unique?
1: Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes.
2: Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED podcast too at donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. What do you think, Julia? Well, I looked into it, and it turns out that before you can understand what makes our bread taste the way it does, you need to understand where it all begins. My first stop for this story was the fermentation room at Semi Freddy's Bakery.
0: This is our fermentation room where we uh, keep our starters. It's the inner sanctum of the bakery.
2: I'm in a very cold stainless steel vault at Semi Freddy's Bakery in Alameda with two men who spend all day making bread happen. Co-owner Mike Rose and John Treadgold, the head baker, We're all wearing little hairnets. Around us, 300 yellow buckets brim with slow bubbling beige goop. Future
0: sourdough. Can you hear it? It's hungry. It will be fed later today. Gets fed once a day, equal parts flour and water.
2: That's Mike Rose. Before sourdough gets baked, it has to be grown from flour and water, born as a primordial glop named starter.
0: You can see bubbles rising to the surface. Smells like This one smells like very fresh starter.
2: John Treadgold hands me a plastic spoon and points me to a bucket.
0: So you just want a tiny baby spoonful This starter right now is looking really healthy. What I mean by
2: that is, it's looking alive. Oh my goodness, it's like licking very sour yogurt. It makes you salivate, it makes you excited to eat more. Over the next 18 hours, these sourdough starters will take a trip through a mixer, get portioned out by a bread guillotine, and then baked in a 450 degree oven these buckets of starter will become 9,500 loaves of sourdough, all bound for local stores and restaurants. But no two loaves taste exactly alike. And that's because the starter is alive, with millions of yeast and bacteria. The yeast make the bread rise, and the bacteria create the acids that make the bread sour. If you give them enough time and enough food, meaning more flour and water... Fermentation happens on its own.
0: We try to control it by temperature and time and our hands. It's never fully, totally under control because we're dealing with wild organisms. I love it, I love it.
2: Just flour and water and time. So you're saying I could make my own starter?
0: Yeah, go go for it. I would say take a, a pound of flour and a pint of warm water, uh, keep it at around 75 degrees, stir it up. As
2: you Okay, this is Julia. It's day one of the great sourdough starter experiment. I'm at home in Oakland in my kitchen and I'm about to mix my flour and water for the first time here. So I wanted to make my own starter to see if I could catch some wild yeast and local bacteria. First, I added whole wheat flour. Okay, that's one cup. I'm gonna put my one cup of flour here into my empty Tupperware. Then I added the water. All right, when I add this water to the flour, it's gonna activate the bacteria in the flour. Here we go. All right, let me stir this thing. Okay, I'm gonna put you to bed now. Grow little starter, grow. A voice nagged at me though. Anyone can make sourdough, but would mine be authentic? if it wasn't born in San Francisco? Not according to Bodine. Their museum exhibit at Fisherman's Wharf says Bodine bread owes its special flavor to a strain of bacteria that thrives only in San Francisco's climate. Scientists identified it here in the 1970s, so they named it Lactobacillus san Say that 10 times fast. It's a great story. Too bad it's not quite true. It's something that everyone thinks is unique to San Francisco, and that is not true at all. That's Ben Wolf, microbiologist at Tufts University and passionate home baker who studies fermentation, including the microbes that make sourdough sourdough. There's no evidence to say that there are unique microbes in the San Francisco Bay Area. Scientists did identify Lactobacillus san here. But recent studies have found it in 75 percent of sourdough cultures tested worldwide. So I don't think there's any evidence to say that the microbes in San Francisco are unique yet. That yet is important. Wolf's lab is part of a major study to test the DNA of sourdough starters across America and understand their evolutionary biology. The Sourdough Project will look at the entire microbial life of sourdough, not just its bacterial makeup. Right now, thousands of bakers are sending in their sourdough starters, which means scientists may yet discover something special about San Francisco sourdough. There's never been a large-scale study in home kitchens to really identify the sources of bacteria at home. When I told him I was growing my own sourdough, he told me he would analyze it. It's day three, and my sourdough quadrupled in size overnight. It almost spilled out of the Tupperware I've been keeping it in. Also, it smells like vomit, so there has to be something growing in there. It wasn't long before the sourdough needed to be fed every eight hours. I had to race home after work and feed it. It's day nine of the Great Sourdough Experiment, and after several days of collapsing and then doing absolutely nothing at all, my sourdough starter has started to rise again, and now it has beautiful air pockets forming at the bottom, the top, the sides. But what about Semi-Freddies? Don't they think there's something unique about San Francisco sourdough? John Treadgold says... That's marketing.
0: It sells the city. It's one of the things the city's known for. The bridge, the bay, the sourdough.
2: But just in case, I brought my starter outside sometimes. Who knows? Maybe it would absorb something special in the air drifting over the bay from San Francisco. Here you go, little guy. I hope you catch some good yeast and bacteria. Before long, I was ready to send some to Ben Wolf's lab to be used as a data point in the sourdough project. I'm putting this in triple baggies so it doesn't leak. I'm going to overnight this to Dr. Wolf. This is by far the weirdest thing I have ever sent anyone in the mail. But the most important question was, how did it taste? I baked two little loaves and brought them into the KQED newsroom to get some brutally honest feedback from fellow reporters. Peter Cavaniero, the question asker who started this whole thing, came too. Uh, okay guys, this is the big reveal. My very sad two loaves of sourdough. Here we go. Ooh. They're beautiful. <laughs> Those look quite nice. Yeah, <laughs>
1: they look like sourdough.
2: But should, we, should we cut them open? I mean, if you can, they're as hard as rocks.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> this is like a, maybe two oh. pounds, maybe three.
2: <laughs> this is
1: the first taste. Mm. So this is, oh. this is just bread. Oh. Like it does nice, taste good. Yeah, nice yeah it's just a
2: little bit denser than what you would be would if typically you warmed uh warmed or toasted this up with a little butter. Expect. It'd be really I think it's really nice. I mean I feel like the flavor is actually kind of spot on for the most part. Peter, that's that's high praise no. coming from somebody who's who says sourdough is his favorite kind of bread. Thank you. You're welcome. So who wants the other loaf? Don't all speak at once. <laughs> <laughs> So a few weeks later, I got my results back from the Tufts lab and that bacteria once believed to make our bread so special, Lactobacillus san franciscensis. Yeah, my bread didn't have any.
1: Thanks to reporter Julia Scott for that story and to Peter Cavaniero for the question. I can honestly say I've eaten more sourdough bread since we started reporting this than I have in my entire life. Remember, this show doesn't work without you, so head over to baycurious.org and send us that question you've been wondering about. You can also find instructions on how to add a sample of your sourdough starter to the sourdough project. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price.
2: Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Okay, our question for the month is the world's longest running pillow fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck. Hi there. I'm Randa Deveta from ThruLine.